I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Sit Down with Trailblazer. Here we'll be sitting down and having open conversations with music artists, models, actors, photographers, public figures, and any other creators throughout the South Florida region. The goal is to get great insights on their brands and the persons behind their brands. And today we have a very special guest, the CEO, the owner, however you want to mention it, Miss Dana from 916 Brand. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. Thank I, you for having me. No, thank you for, for sliding on here, honestly. Appreciate you for real. So um, today I really want to get inside, obviously, but uh, the brand also, but also you the person. Yeah. Because you seem like a very interesting person. So I want to go ahead and, um, and get that started. And the first question I always ask is where are you from or where were you raised? Um, so I'm from Colombia. I was raised there and I was there um, until I was around seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so English was is my second language. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I knew was Colombia. I was just, you know, Hispanic, first language, Colombia, everything. Mm-hmm. After my dad passed, um, you know, things weren't safe in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So my mom decided to bring us over here, which we ended up in Fort Lauderdale, because um, she had a friend there, and... Okay, real quick before you get into <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, I want to know, what was it like growing up in Columbia? Because I only know how it is growing up in South Florida type shit, so I want to I know, like, what was it like, like, the school system, the dress code, like, all of that, what was the vibe like for you growing up in Columbia? Um, in Columbia, it's really similar to what you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's poor, <laughs> but, uh, the schools are outside. They're made out of bricks. Oh, shit. So there's no AC. Mm-hmm. Um, there's none of that fancy stuff that we have here. Um, in Colombia, you want to go to a private school. You don't want to go to a public school because unlike here, you have good public schools over there. You don't, mm-hmm. um, you just, you just want to go to a private school. So, no. but even private schools, mm-hmm. Um, even private schools, you know, they're outside. We had a lot of ducks and birds and farm animals at the school. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was different. It's definitely completely different from here. It's not as industrialized. Right. So that's what I would say. I've always wanted, like, because I'm Jamaican and my mother threatened me to go to Jamaica. I mean, go to school in Jamaica when I was in middle school. I never really took that serious, but as I got older, and I seen how different and, like you said, industrialized we are compared to there. I was like, yeah. oh, they're like ha- growing up in any other country other than America has to be like a different. It's completely different. Yeah, so we're guess- spoiled here, honestly. Yeah, we're spoiled here. Jeez. Like that free food and mm-hmm. all that stuff. We don't have that over there. Damn, it's well, different. Well, shout out to America. For, yeah, yeah okay. America gave us a lot of opportunities. That all right now I know um. I read on you, I did a little homework, and I read that you, um, from a young age, you stole your mother's sewing machine or or snuck it and you would kind of like play around with it. Yeah. So, um, because I was going to ask like, you know, what was your passion or what was your dream job when you was younger, but I feel like you kind of knew from a young age. Yeah. So tell me what that was like when you, when you seen or, or matter of fact, tell me what it was like when you realized, oh. I really like clothes, I really like designing, I really like creating things to wear. What was that like for you? Um, so I was probably, I want to say like 11, mm-hmm. 10, 11. 
And my mom always had a sewing machine in the house. And I would just always see her, like, make stuff, fix stuff, whatever. Um, and I was forbidden to use the machine because I obviously didn't know how to properly use it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she would try to sit there and teach me. But, you know, as a kid, you don't really get the, the gist, gist of things yeah. as well. So I would just sneak the sewing machine when she was around. And I don't know. I would just jam it. It was just... For some reason, I just always wanted to use the sewing machine. That's mm-hmm. it. And then in, when I got more into high school, um, you were there. Mm-hmm. I always I tried to just really put things together all the time, like mix and match things. I was always on Tumblr, like looking up outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also a big sneakerhead, so I tried to just always put things together. And a lot of the things I wore were like hand down clothes for my mom that I would like alter. And to fit my body and, like, to, mm-hmm. like, just make it look cool, I guess. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, the transition from Colombia to now America, South Florida, what was that like for you? Because um, I, I can only imagine growing up in Colombia, you, you, you guys didn't speak English, right? No. So, the language you spoke was that language. Right. And coming now to America... Especially South Florida. Yeah. What was that like for you? Like mentally, what was that like for you? It was a shit show. <laughs> Can we curse on here? Of course. It was a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my brother didn't want to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like me, my mom, my grandma, and my brother. We didn't want to come here, me and my brother. Um, they convinced us to come here because it was going to snow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in South Florida, there's no snow. None at all. But that was the way of, you know, getting us on the plane without mm-hmm. throwing without, a tantrum yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, we got here and we stayed at this little-ass house in North Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. It was a borrowed home. My mom borrowed it from a friend. And we just slept on the floor. And we had no furniture. We didn't really have anything. We didn't know English. We didn't know anything. Um, I would go to school, and I was in ESOL classes. Mm-hmm. So they would teach me English there. Uh, but it was really hard when we first got here. Um, yeah, it was really, really, really tough. Me and my brother would, like, walk around the neighborhood and, like, try to pick up, like, you know that trash? Like, people just put trash in front of their homes or whatever. Mm-hmm. We would pick up, like, bed frames and shit like that from the street and bring it home because we didn't have anything to sleep on mm-hmm. um my mom would work day and night day and night literally and as she was working we would just be in school learning english learning english um i picked up english pretty quickly it took me i want to say two years to get english and i got out of esau classes by middle school i was in regular classes and I used to get bullied because I didn't know English well. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I used to like study my ass off. And now I know English perfectly fine because of that, because people were bullying me. But it was cool. My mom got us out of there. And yeah, it was tough though. It was a tough upbringing. Uh, uh, hey, let me, first of all, let me give you some props. So that thing is things people don't know. I, I already know. Yeah. Yep, I already know. <laughs> let me give first let me give not just you, but your mother some props for like you said, she worked tirelessly. Yeah. I I know what it's like to watch my mom work being the only parent in the household. 
but I don't think it could compare to what you had to go through. Like, like you said, you and your brother had to walk the streets and basically find bed frame yeah. and mattress like that. So I give you props for pushing through that shit because I don't know if I could have been able to do that in another country, honestly. Yeah, it was crazy. But we have fun. You know, when you're mm-hmm. young, you make the best out of and it. And, yeah, when you're young, you kind of really don't even pay attention right. to, like, so what's... so me and my brother mm-hmm. would just be on our bikes and just, like, be having fun or whatever, so... Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom definitely tried her best to give us mm-hmm. toys and stuff to compensate for. Okay. You know. Word. Shout out to moms. Yeah. All right. Um, aside from, obviously, fashion, what were some things when you were younger that you were into, like, hobbies? Like, did you play any sports? Um, play any instruments? I was on the dance team. Dance, ah, yeah. Now we go. Hey, we gonna get into that. Hold on, we gonna get definitely get into that. But um, so you would say basically uh, fashion and dancing. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, now tell me what the uh the high because that's where I met you, high school. Tell me what that high school experience was like for you. High school was fun. Mm -hmm. I had no business doing half the things I was doing in high school, but (laughs) I had a fucking blast. Mm -hmm. Um. In middle school, like eighth grade, uh, that's kind of when I went through like this little, de- not little, but I started reflecting really back on like my childhood and losing my father and everything. So I mm-hmm. went through like this depressive state in eighth grade. And then when I went to high school, ninth grade, I kind of just, I just started partying mm-hmm. a lot more than I needed to, I guess, because- To kind of like just- To yeah. get my mind off of like what I was going through. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like, I had a blast. Um, freshman year, I went to Havoc. Mm-hmm. For no, I don't know why I was going to Havoc so freshman have a good year. Time. What you mean? Cause Cause I didn't know time. anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. Oh, you went to Havoc without knowing I, oh, anybody? Okay, so. You're brave. No, 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 no. no. You're, I was you're, supposed you're to go with my brave. friend, right? Uh-huh. I was supposed to go with my friend. And mm-hmm. literally last minute. Like, I'm literally pulling up to the bus stop mm-hmm. to go to Havoc. And she's like, I can't make it. And you still went? And, you know, Raj? Raj sounds familiar. Gucci. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He was my friend then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, just come, just come. Like, I'll introduce you to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I met everybody. And I just, since then, I've just been getting lit. <laughs> getting lit it was it was a blast and then i was also in the dance team mm-hmm. so that was fun and, okay so what was that like uh the dance team because i feel like that's another side of you that i don't know if i don't know if people that don't know you know or people who's like i went to high school with you so yeah. i would obviously see you on the dance team what was that like for you was that kind of like uh another getaway that was definitely you? it if it wasn't like legit speaking if it wasn't for dance in high school I probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. made it through high school. Or, no, yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough, but um, you know, Miss Hernandez, my dance coach, mm-hmm. she like she knew everything, like literally my whole life story. So she always kept me under her wing, mm-hmm. and she's very strict with like the whole skipping and wardrobe and everything. So like, she gave me a lot of passes, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't supposed to. But she knew that it was just helping me at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so like i was one of those kids that she just always like just tried to be there for mentally Mm -hmm. and then also giving me the outlet of like dancing and stuff and like that that literally just kept me afloat throughout high school and without knowing you 
you didn't realize at the time, but that's kind of what you needed. Yeah, way, right. right. I didn't. I didn't know that's what I needed, but you know, in mm-hmm. hindsight, I was like, oh, right. Everything's right. In right. Hindsight. All right. So we graduate from high school, and now you went to Savannah College of Arts and Design. No, I actually went to BC first. Oh, you went to BC first. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what. All right. Tell me what the BC experience was like first. BC was <laughs> honestly speaking, BC was the best years of my life. Yeah. Okay. It was great. me and Kim, you know Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Kim. Right, Kim, best friend. Yes, sir. So, you know, I don't know, for some reason, that freshman year at BC, me and Kim were just like, we were going to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were working, so we had money. We had our cars, and <laughs> we had great grades in college, mm-hmm. BC college. We, we had great grades, so... We were studying, going to the gym, partying, making money, and we had our cars, like... Couldn't tell you it, shit. Right. You couldn't, couldn't tell, tell me anything. Shit. I was... Mm-hmm. We were living life. It was amazing. I was at BC for, like, a year and a half, and then I got fed up with being in Broward. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could do more. Um, I felt like I just wanted to explore. I, I don't know. I just... I was tired of being in the same spot, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, a lot of sense. Um, so, I remember just, apply, I applied to FIT and SCAD. And, I don't know, I just did it. I didn't think about it. I was like, I'm just going to do it. I've always loved fashion. You know, my mom was, my mom has always been very supportive of me, mm-hmm. whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, she was like, you want to go to fashion school? Go to fashion school. Side note, funniest thing, my, when I was when when my mom was pregnant with me, she was studying fashion, oh, and so. I just recently learned this. Okay, so you, before so before think, he even yeah. came on earth, he was bubbling with that. Right, okay. I think it just came from her, but mm-hmm. whatever, we'll see. Shout out moms, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's always supported me. So she was like, you know, you want to go to fashion school, do it, we'll figure it out, apply mm-hmm. for scholarships, whatever. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. when you get the acceptance letter, and. I got accepted to SCAD. I did not get accepted to FIT. But that's because I didn't have a portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, SCAD it is. And then SCAD gave me a lot of scholarships. I applied for scholarships. I remember Kim was helping me with my scholarship essay. So that helped out a lot. That helped out a whole lot, scholarships. And I packed up and I came to Atlanta. Okay. And I went to SCAD. All right, so tell me how the transition was now going from BC to now Savannah College of Arts and Design, leaving your hometown for at least the last few years you were there to now going to a whole nother area. Tell me what that experience was like for you. Um, that experience, uh, I want to say before I start going into detail, it was probably the best decision I ever made. Yeah. I'm proud of myself for going through with it. It wasn't the easiest, but it was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when I first came here, I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go with the whole student housing because it was way too expensive. And I ended up getting an apartment with two roommates. Mm-hmm. And we split rent, obviously. My mom helped me out with rent monthly. It was 500 a month. 10 times cheaper than student housing. Definitely. <laughs> so um, I would just commute to school. And my mom would help me with the bills. And I was just, I felt alone. 
I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm 19. What am I supposed to do here? Like, I mm-hmm. don't. It's different when you're in student housing because you're involved with the student body. So you can go next door and be like, hey, you got class tomorrow. You know, whatever. You well, feel more involved. Yeah, yeah. Rather than when you're like, and I, I live here in Sandy Springs, so it's like 25 minutes from school. Mm-hmm. So it definitely was like hard for me at first because I felt like I was supposed to be living an adult life, but I was still a kid. Mm-hmm. Not a kid, but you know. She was in between. Right, that, I was in between that, that, that line, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't used to being alone either. Mm-hmm. Um, but school, SCAD is tough. SCAD is a is on a quarter system, not a semester system. So it's ten weeks, mm-hmm. and within those ten weeks, they smash a semester of work into ten weeks. So you don't have a break. You're mm-hmm. literally getting assignments back to back to back to back to back. So at least that kept me really busy. Um, I really enjoyed it. it. It was at the beginning at SCAD, you get just art classes. So you're learning about art history. You're learning how to draw. You're literally learning the foundations of art itself. You're not going thrown straight into fashion, mm-hmm. which I really like because I learned how to paint. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. I, I posted a painting a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I think that's the painting I'm most proud of but you know I learned how to paint through just those classes alone so mm-hmm. that helped me out a lot but it was really hard because I had scholarships so my my GPA couldn't drop below a 3.5 because I would lose my scholarship oh that's how scholarships oh. at Scott I don't okay, know okay, I don't yeah, know yeah. Gen, you know every college different okay. but I didn't there, even know that was a thing at, okay. at my school, I couldn't go below a certain GPA because I would lose my scholarships. Mm-hmm. And that's literally the only, the only reason I went to that school was because of the scholarships. Mm-hmm. So the pressure on my back was like crazy. Like, I can only imagine. I, was, I had to work my, like my boyfriend ended up moving in with me a few months later. It's a different story. But he witnessed it firsthand. Like, mm-hmm. the overnighters everything just like working 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 because i could not lose my scholarships there's right. just no way i had one job and it was graduate and <laughs> not lose scholarships Literally. if one job was a person that was <laughs> right, it. right right that, that was job. it mm-hmm. it's a lot of money it's a lot of money college is a lot of money i love college but at the end of the day bottom line is it is expensive mm-hmm. so you either you know work for your scholarships you work for it or you pay for it right so that was sad yeah Jeez. but in the midst of that i got a job i started working as a bottle girl mm-hmm. so i want to say like a few months into living in atlanta i had a friend and he put me on to the job da, da, da. so that helped a lot with the bills and everything mm-hmm. because you know as a bottle girl you make especially in atlanta you make a lot of money so that definitely helped me through college. Wow. Yeah. Props to you, because Jesus. Imagine going to school you already got accepted into, but now you have to also maintain <laughs> so you can stay at this school. Right. Knowing there's a lot that rides on this. A lot of people who already got into school and I'm, I left for school and now I got to maintain it. Aside from 
the quizzes, the homeworks, the Essays, tests, the projects. I, I, I promise you, I, all my dogs that's in school, all my homegirls that's in school, I always give them props. Like, yo, because for me growing up, just the whole school thing was just like, right. Unless I really knew, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but for somebody who knows what they want to do, to, to keep that, that, uh, that mindset to keep going, you know, there's a lot that rides onto it. Give a lot of people props for that, honestly. But you know, one thing about me is that I'm a, I'm a nerd. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. I love to learn. Oh, like I'm a geek. <laughs> nerd. I really am. <laughs> you know, like in, in elementary school, middle school, like that's why I learned English so quick. Mm-hmm. Because I literally, I just love to study. <laughs> I don't know why. I love to read. Like, when people ask me questions, not ask me questions, but there's when there's, like, a statement made or something, like, I'm like, hmm, is this true? Like, I look it up where movies, they mm-hmm. say stuff. I look shit up. Like, I just always want to learn. Like, I love. I was even considering getting a master's just because i love to learn like i want to no 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 get a master just because right yeah. like there's not thousands of people out here who's struggling their masters no, i feel you i want to get a <laughs> master's different type of time. i want to get a na- masters in like sociology mm-hmm. it just really interests me so like you know i got my my ba in fashion design like i learned everything i had to learn like i love it but like i'm also like a, a geek so mm-hmm. i would get my master's master's like two years Mm-hmm. And just to finish off with like sociology or something, but impressive. Shout out to you. Shout out to Miss <laughs> Daniel. I'm a geek for real. Shout out to being the geek. You should. If y'all listening, if you're in high school right now, it's not not cool to be smart. Not at all. Wait, it's not cool. What? No, I'm saying it's not <laughs> not cool to be smart. Cause for me growing up, oh yeah, if you was a nerd, you was looked at like. Why you know so much? No, you can be cool you can, and you can be smart at the yep, same time. Yep, definitely. All right, so <sighs> tell me how, because uh, I already know what your passion is, right? Right. Tell me how did high school or college help help you continue to further finding that passion? Like, Because I know a lot of people, especially me, coming out of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't right. know what my passion was. You obviously knew what your passion was. So tell me, how did high school and college help help you not just obviously know what your passion was, but help help you push towards that, posi- right. that position? Um, well, obviously, I went to art school. I went to a school specifically for fashion. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really look anywhere else. But like I was surrounded by that. And one thing I love about SCAD, honestly, like, if, you know, you come here often check out the building or something like you would love it it's mm-hmm. full of inspiration there's art everywhere um it's colorful it's bright it there's nothing but inspiration mm-hmm. in that in that building you know and then you're surrounded by a lot of artists a lot of great artists whether they're you know sculptorists or painters or um i don't know advertising you know there's a film there's so many other you know design creatives there that like it it kind of makes you think okay well what do i you ask yourself well what do i really like Mm -hmm. and you know i've always known that it just it's just always been fashion and then just being with other creatives kind of like ignited that love for my creative field because everybody has their creative lane 
But at the end of the day, we all fall under the umbrella of just creatives. Mm -hmm. So you see their love for what they're doing and their love for their art. And it just kind of makes you love your art a little more. Cause you learn a lot from them. You learn a lot from these people. And then the right. professors there were amazing. Um, a lot of them came from Europe. So they had like these Europe, you know. <laughs> one of them was from, what's that place called? Denmark. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've never met a person from Denmark until I met him. And he's amazing. He was my senior professor. And he helped me hone my skills. A lot. So these te these professors see what, because obviously, like fashion is just such a broad area. Like mm -hmm. what? There's so many different things that you can do in fashion. Whether it's just like illustrating or making patterns or fabrics or designing fabrics. Like you know, you say fashion and people just think you're a designer. There's so many different things. Editorials, like there's just so many different things in the fashion field. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's one thing that they also help you think about. Like, do you really want to be a designer? Or do you want to work on like patterns or you know, you want to be more technical? Do you want to work with fabrics? Like do you want to drape? Do you want to cut and sew? It's, it's so many different things. So they help you realize or narrow down that path even more. Mm -hmm. Rather than just saying, just fashion. Because, you know, it's a lot. It's like, okay, I want to be a fish. Well, what kind of fish? Mm -hmm. Ooh. You know? Well, yeah, what, a lot what, of people want to be fish. What kind of fish, what you kind of fish do you want to be? Right. Okay. So, yeah. Just, I feel like going to a school specifically for what i love that helped me a lot okay and when did you make your first piece of clothing garment whatever you want to call it when was when did you first say i'm going to put my time into this and i'm going to explore it out and let people decide if it's cool if it looks good if it's not when was that first time for you well Going into my major at SCAD, I was put to make like um, a business skirt and a business jacket and a button down shirt. That was just me exploring my technical skills, like what I like to do, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it took me up to like my senior year, like when I reached my senior year. So SCAD has something called your senior collection. Mm -hmm. So your entire senior year consists of working on a collection that at the end of the year, you can potentially showcase it because they have a fashion show. Mm -hmm. So you can potentially showcase it and, you know, it goes down the runway and all this stuff. So everybody's like major goal is to make it to the fashion show. Mm -hmm. um, but your entire senior year consists of that collection, like making that collection from scratch you need six garments mm -hmm. so junior year i was already thinking about my senior collection i just i didn't know what i was gonna do but i just knew i wanted to make it to the fashion show like i really wanted to prove myself and i want to say that that collection is probably something that i'm most proud of um it was made out of recycled trench coats I don't know how I got there, but it was a beautiful journey. Mm. I was exploring, like I was just, it was a journey and 
I don't know. I told myself I didn't want to worry about the technicalities of making it. Because one thing about designing is like the making of the garment. I don't think people understand how hard it is to make something from scratch. <laughs> I'm definitely going to ask you about that too. Yeah, I don't think people understand because it go a lot goes into it and like you know with instagram and fast fashion mm -hmm. they have devalued the craft of designing and making mm -hmm. i feel like because you know fashion nova she and all these websites you know lovely wholesale and all boutiques all this stuff you know they have come out with honestly like really nice I, like i wear it not to say i don't wear it, i'm not bashing it mm -hmm. but more of like you know that's just the way the world works you know we shift one way then we shift another way we shift, and then sadly we're in this area now that like the appreciation for the craft and the art is not there it's more about the price you know so what can i get for the lowest budget or like you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. unless it's lv and gucci and even then lv and gucci and i'm kind of just venting off a little bit but mm -hmm. no keep going LV and Gucci and, you know, these high-end designers, you know, they stopped really making runway clothes. If you look at runways, a lot of the runways, they're all pretty similar, pretty basic, mm -hmm. you know, and it's because that's what the people are demanding. They want the Gucci t-shirt and the Gucci, I mean, the LV t-shirt and the pants and the jacket and just the baseball hat or whatever. But, like, the art is not as like prominent anymore mm -hmm. which hurts but mm -hmm. going back to like my senior collection it was about the art it wasn't about selling it or making people like it or wanting people to like it it was about me and my journey mm -hmm. of making it and I went down the recycling road. I wanted to recycle stuff. Um, and that method, designing method, was kind of frowned upon at my school because they made it seem like it was like taking the easy way out mm -hmm. because you're not like making the pattern and buying the fabric and cutting. You know, it's like I'm skipping steps per mm -hmm. se. So it was like frowned upon, but I pitched it to my professor, Peter, the Denmark professor. And he was super open to the idea. He was just like, you know, who am I to tell you how to design? Like, there's many designers that have designed like that. You know, Galliano, he's recycled clothes. And he's made some of, like, the most iconic pieces from recycling. So he's pretty much just saying, like, who am I to say you can't do that? Right. But the dean of the school, he wasn't too fond of the idea you know because he wants like these glamorous dresses and bedazzles and all this stuff mm -hmm. um but obviously my professor was like go for it like if i see that you're not going the right way then i'll pull you back, pull you back but go for it explore so i was like but and i would go to goodwill and places every day and I didn't know what I was getting. I got sweatpants. I got jacket. All I know is it was black. And I got a trench coat. 
this one trench coat I got. And one night I was just draping, draping, trying to figure out what to do, where to go. And I draped this one beautiful dress out of a trench coat. And I was like, shit, I, I think I'm onto something. Mm. And the next day I showed it to my professor and he was like, this is it. Like, you're keeping this. You're not. Mm -hmm. This is what you're doing. And I was like, okay, but, but the trick there was like, how do I keep this going now? Because, you know, with draping and stuff, you find one of each. Then I just went back and I, instead of buying a whole bunch of different things, I just bought a bunch of trench coats. And I just started draping and designing and draping and designing. And it went to a point where it's like, I already knew what fabric, I, I mean, like what trench coat I needed with specific fabric, like what I needed to do. But it was just a whole journey. And the Dean loved it. And the Dean of Deans, Michael Fink, he came to, because we always get critiques. So it's not like you just do work and whatever. No, mm. like they will come in and like if your shit was trash, they'll say it's trash. And if your shit was good, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was it was hard, but it built character. Right. Um, yeah, and Michael think he came and he loved my work, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Like you like my stuff? Mm -hmm. Me? Can't believe it. Yeah, I was like, what? What? He, I will never forget this. He was like do you want to be a millionaire? And I was like, of course. Yeah. yeah and he was like, I can sell this dress for millions. And I was like, I know that I had to get your mind, like your whole head busted open. I was point. like, yeah, I had to. What? Because something that you created that you thought from scratch. Right. Nobody else thought. And then somebody of his hierarchy, like, right. Saying, can y'all make a million? Right. What the fuck? I was me. like me, like you're talking to me uh -huh. right now. Like, I, I I didn't really have much to say. I was just like, wow, like thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really excited. Like this was one project that I was like super excited about, and the feedback I got on it was amazing. And just I was going against the wheel of like the design thing at Scab, so it just made me feel good that it was like. Even though I did it out of the norm, like it worked out, like it was successful. So, I want to say that was one of my best pieces. All right, so now let's get into your brand. Um, your brand, it's called 916, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know, where does that name come from? What does that mean? Is that a birthday? Is that a special date to you? Like, what, is, what does 916 mean to you? So, 916, I get this question a lot. Um, nine sixteen nine one six. Those are my life path. It's my life path, which is a nine. Mm -hmm. My expression number, which is a one. My soul urge, which is a six. Mm. Um. Okay. So yeah, they're <laughs> just numbers that you know, like kind of like astrology, but mm -hmm. it's called numerology. Right. Um. So everybody has their own combination of numbers. You know how, like, I'm a Leo, so everybody's like, oh, Leo characteristics are X, Y, Z, Pisces, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Similar story, but numerology, like, your numbers are a little more in-depth of who you really are. Um, so, yeah, like, my life path number is a nine, my expression is a one, my sword is a six. Okay, interesting. And what type of, what type of clothing does 916 bring? 
uh, is it sweaters, t-shirts, bathing suits? What so, is it that you can expect from this brand? I started off with bathing suits um, because it was the summertime and I felt like it was just a perfect way to start. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I started off with bathing suits, but 916 isn't just bathing suits, 916. Um, I'm really going to branch out into like streetwear, jackets, um, jeans, t-shirts, the whole nine, dresses, skirts. Mm -hmm. But I don't want my clothes to be... I don't want to like categorize it like this, but I don't want it to just be your regular like sexy dress that you see mm-hmm. on Instagram or like your regular sexy skirt. I want my stuff to be different, unique, to have worth behind it. I want great fabrics behind what I have. So like I just re- released my fall collection and uh, I had like a neoprene pants and skirt and stuff like that. And it's very heavyweight neoprene. Um, the fabric costs twenty five dollars a yard. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the bathing suits I make, like the xenon bathing suits, the reflective bathing suits. Those the fabric is fifty dollars a yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I want my stuff to, even though it's expensive, like I there's a reason why it's expensive. Right. You know, there's craft behind it. There's great materials behind it. There's great details behind it. Um. Yeah, it will be your streetwear brand, but it's not going to be your regular streetwear brand. Okay. You know, you're investing in what you're getting. Um, yeah. Okay, now that leads me right into my next question. So <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, um, well, my question is, what are some inspirations that you take from when you're going into your creative processes? But also tell me, what's the trials and errors of when you're in the creative process? Because I can only imagine, like, you're in your house, you're chilling, you're trying to figure out what yeah. the latest trend in or the latest, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And So what is what does your mind go to? Like, what are some, some things you look to to kind of help you, guide you through that? Try to help me guide me through, like, inspiration? Like, yeah, or? like, what are you, um, yeah, so, like, what are your inspirations? Like, uh, like how do you lead me through your process when you're making I, a new garment? I get inspired by fabrics. Okay. So, you know, everybody has their own process. With me, um, it's fabrics, really, for me. Fabrics or, like, recycling. So, 916 also offers, well, you know, it's a brand new brand. So, I'm still working on getting more products in. But Mm -hmm. I have a recycling section there um, where... um, And for another question I had... For the people who don't know, what does recycling mean? Okay, so recycling, <laughs> um, you know, you get like jackets or stuff that's already made mm-hmm. and you turn it into something else. Okay. So I made this Adidas remake bathing suit out of like this really dope Adidas jacket that had like pineapples on it. Mm-hmm. And it sold within like 10 minutes of me posting it. Um, I've noticed people really love when I post the um the process of making things Mm -hmm. but um as far as inspiration i get inspired really off of like the material i i want to see it i want to feel it and then from there i get an image in my head of what will look good with this or like if i'm recycling i see like the jacket or something i'm like it will look good 
like this. Like, mm-hmm. if I turn this into this, this will look good. So, I start off with the material first. Right. Wow. That's crazy because uh, I like to do little things, too. Like, I like to make mixes. I like to edit photos. Mm-hmm. And when you were speaking just now, it kind of reminded me of the same, like, the same feeling. Like, the, y'all see the product or the end result, but the things that go into it, like, I like, I like hearing, like, when I'm making a mix, hearing how it might sound and putting certain songs together because mm-hmm. I know like what it meant to to go into those type of things. So I definitely feel you on that. Um, so how would you how would you say if you stay up to date on the? Because of course this brand is what you want it to be, but how do you also um, manage staying up, staying in your lane, but also staying up to date? And the newest trends, and the new because obviously you can't make baggy jeans, right? It's, that's two thousand. It's two thousand twenty now. Like how? How do you? F- I mean, the two thousands are in right now. <sighs> Just saying, it is. They're in. Yeah, but you got to put a twist to it. Too, yeah. Right? yeah. So um, how would you? How would you? How do you manage to stay in in your lane, but also cater to other people? Mix it into the right, trends. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you. I mean, I do a lot of um, trend research on WGSN. I don't know if you guys know, but if you want to stay up to the latest trends, mm-hmm. WGSN is your way to go. Um, but to say, how do I keep up with the latest trends? I mean, I I don't know. I can't really answer you that. Just, I just you feel just like, do you, right? Yeah, I don't feel like I'm... And see, that's the thing. That's the pressure us designers we get because it's like, oh, the, the trend, the, the calendar, the fashion calendar, fall, winter, summer, spring, like da 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 da. But um, that wheel is breaking. I don't know if you know, but I, you know, I'm in the mm-hmm. field, so like I do a lot of research and stuff. The wheel is breaking due to Corona, right? And due to um, global warming, right? Fashion is a major contributor to global warming um so a lot of the brands are trying to take a green go green initiative Mm -hmm. and part of those i believe i want to say don't quote me on this but i want to say gucci is the one or gucci or balenciaga they're breaking the fashion calendar they're no longer making clothes Mm -hmm. when it's like you know these fashion shows and it's like fall winter you gotta have it you show your summer all this stuff like they're breaking that they're no longer doing that um right now in the fashion world it's it's very different it's not your typical fashion world anymore a lot of people are going green a lot of people are trying to break the cycle so i'm in this mess with my brand where i want to just stand and stay true to who i am because i feel like that's where i've been most successful I've done things that have been on trend Mm -hmm. or I've done things that I feel like is what I'm supposed to be doing, but my heart's not there. Mm -hmm. And those are the times where I get the least results. So I've come to a conclusion that just follow my heart. And honestly, my heart has never led me astray. So... I feel like I'm in I'm in good hands with myself to figure it out as I keep going. And you know, Instagram, you you're updated on Instagram all the time with 
what's on trend, <laughs> what's not, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not hard to be like, okay, this is what's on trend. It's a low case. Like, right. There's really no way to fall behind. Right. There's still. really no way. So it's nothing for me to make something that's on trend if I want to do that. Right. Um, but I don't think my clothes fall too behind from not being on trend. So, but I do want to work on merch. Should I go into that? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I want to do nine sixteen merch, so I want to branch out into unisex stuff. Mm-hmm. I have this really, really, really dope shirt that I want to release. Word, because I was about to say, like, you don't. I looked on your website. You don't got a lot of shit for men. Like, no, I don't have anything for men. But yeah. I want to branch out mm-hmm. to men, um, and I have this dope shirt that I know. I already know that it's just people are going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in the midst of working on that. I already got the sample done, waiting for the sample to come in. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute. But definitely working on things. It's hard when you make everything on your own. Mm-hmm. The, the brand goes slower because you're one person. And the amount of work that goes into making things is like ridiculous. But... You know, eventually, as I build capital, I can start investing more and more into manufacturers and getting stuff made. But those t-shirts are definitely coming out for men and women. All right. So last question I want to ask before I let you get out of here is what are the next steps you see for your brand? What are some steps you want to take as far as visuals, concepts, audio? Because obviously in today's age, you can do far as brand and marketing you can do anything so what are some things that you look to do in the near future for your brand um i'm very into visuals Uh, i love doing little like trailers for my releases and my launches Mm -hmm. um i feel like it sets the mood it sets the tone it gives people entertainment you know whether they buy it or not it's like they know what the brand is Mm -hmm. what the brand is about who we cater to right. um so as far as marketing as far as the future like definitely just keep building on visuals keep building like my modeling network um keep building just a creative network overall because i feel like as creatives we everything goes hand in hand um everything 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 even though i'm a fashion designer i need models models need clothes models need jobs um models need photographers i need photographers i need videographers you know it's it's a it's a community so i want to work with as many people as possible i want to be able to make 916 a creative outlet for everybody not just for myself Mm -hmm. you know it's really it's really about a lifestyle i don't just want to offer just clothes just buy my clothes buy my clothes no i want people to experience the brand like understand that there's passion behind the brand there's a group of creatives behind the brand and everybody has put in some type of input within the project itself not just me um so yeah that's what i see for my future just working with more people expanding the brand expanding what the brand is about um just touching as many people as possible whether they shop or not it's really just you know, the money will come. Mm-hmm. The money will definitely come. When you're passionate about something, when you love something, when people see your passion, the money's going to come. Right. But I'm not just doing it for the money. 
it's 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 a passion for the field and it's a passion for creative so that's what i see for my future for the brand's future wow no thank you first of all for that because this is really what this podcast is about like I want to invite people that I know are passionate, not something that you just picked up yesterday and you feel like I'm going to follow this trend. Like I've clearly seen you work like from the time I met you in high school to now. It's like you put in the work and obviously you're very passionate now learning about your your upbringing. It kind of plays it all plays into the same same role and it makes a great story. So definitely appreciate you. For coming on here, taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. <laughs> My <laughs> hangover day. <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate you um, for taking the time out and really just like letting us inside your mind. Like, yeah, like I of said, course. That's, I really want people, because I feel like a lot of times, especially for me, like with goals and dreams, a lot of times I think of something in my head and then it's like, anybody gonna fuck with that. Right. I, you know, you, you think of a lot of things to not do not it. Not do it, right. And the fact that Everything you was able to overcome to now, it's like, all right, well, if she could do it, why can't I? You feel me? And I feel like a lot of people could relate to that, too. So definitely want to appreciate you for taking the time out and, you know, letting us inside your mind. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. This is great. Of course. Um, Where can we find you? On social media or anything like that? Uh, Social media, uh, you guys probably know. I'm sorry I'm Spanish. On Instagram, the business page is... 916 official um the website is 916.us and on twitter at sorry i'm spanish boom twitter it is <laughs> all right dana hey again appreciate you for coming on letting us inside your mind um letting us way more inside your mind than we even asked for <laughs> it was definitely a pleasure and um yeah i want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the sit down with trailblazer and until next time Bye, guys. Later.